So uh, what's up, everybody? It's the Brownwater Banter Podcast. I am Jared Seymour. Joey Cates is right here hanging out with us. And we got uh, Josh Kovacevic, man. What's up, fellas? Coming in to talk to us today. Uh, a familiar name to some people, probably, uh, if you're a in legend. the uh, Biloxi area, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Where would they me. have heard that name before? <laughs> not me, but my uh, my family. We ran a uh, boat building business down here on Point Cadet, Kovacevic. Yacht and sail. Yacht and sail for uh, about 100 years. Yeah. <laughs> it really was <laughs> literally, that long. Literally about 100 years. Dude, and, I remember uh, uh, with Robbie, your cousin, mm-hmm. uh we were best friends we were five years old going over there to uh the the shipyard y'all had your grandfather tony jack mm-hmm. and your great-grandfather was also tony jack correct right. yeah. i remember him mm-hmm. sitting in the front of their old house there oh, yeah all the big ass windows looking over back bay With the binoculars just looking over the ship yeah he was yeah. just you know Making doing his thing and, right, and, yeah. and i've looked at a couple um uh just random there's a lot of facebook groups that are out there you know you're probably from Biloxi, Biloxi if you know Bay. this, that, and the other thing. And uh, every now and then, a, a, something will pop up with his name on it, mm-hmm. or a boat will pop up, and in the caption, it'll say that it was built there or, oh, yeah. or serviced there or something. So it, it's it's awesome, man. It really is. I, I wish that I would have paid a little more attention whenever you, I was younger. You're young. You don't you, know. You know. But I didn't realize the uh, the importance of mm-hmm. what was going on because I was, you know, I'm the youngest That's right. of all of us. But uh, now looking back, any chance I get, I try to ask, you know, Joe Lynn is the best person. To yes. Ask she's the historian. Yeah. She's the historian. The, of the matriarch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She is yeah. 100%. So <laughs> any love, chance I get. We love Miss Joe. We love uh, Miss Joe. That's right. I try to ask her and uh, get some information so that, you know, we can we pass, can that pass down. on the story. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. They, they definitely left a mark. Y'all's oh, family yeah. left yeah. a mark uh, yeah. down here. So. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm very proud of it for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, old school Biloxi oh yeah old school Biloxi no doubt about it which old is funny which is which is funny to me and it is you just said it. it's Yugoslavian which uh let's toot the American horn for a second it just goes to show you like all those different groups of people oh, yeah. that moved in at that yeah. time this was a while back obviously uh to this country man and made a name for themselves like oh, yeah. coming from Yugoslavia yeah, you know Kovacevic being a, a old school Biloxi name it just shows you what the history of the t- of Biloxi is you know what oh, I mean? absolutely and then you know much later obviously the Vietnamese with the shrimping industry yep. they've yep. done yep. a lot for the seafood industry yep. down here yep. you know it's it's one thing that I do love about Biloxi specifically um that we it is culturally diverse man and mm-hmm. we do have a lot of different things going on down here and I feel like we all benefit from that, right? Uh, oh, the culture, like the 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 Slavonian Lodge over here, and mm-hmm. all the different types of cuisine that we have on the coast, uh, yeah. cultural stuff that's going on. It's it's a uh, I don't know. It's, I'm, a melting pot. It is. It really yeah, is, yeah. and it's 100%. a little microcosm down here on the coast. One hundred percent. But uh, you, uh, we're, we're, people that are listening, we're going to talk about some speckled trout fishing today. We want to let oh, y'all yeah. know that right out the gate. I'm excited about it. Uh, get to the good part <laughs> yeah, later. I'm, right. I'm excited about that. Josh, wait, apparently. Josh, well, I think I think it's important to paint the story so people know. And and like you say, you get like a um, there's a lot going on besides just speckled trout fishing. We're getting there though, so so stick with us. But uh, Josh is a uh, rather smart individual. Uh, it's what, don't let us don't it's let him fool say. you. Yeah, don't let him fool you. Don't let the beard fool you. I'm not quite so sure, but that's that's right. Where you went to. Ole I went to Ole Miss. Okay, I didn't for, want to fuck that up. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Gate, no, but, yeah. I went to Ole Miss for undergrad, and uh, I liked it so much. I ended up sticking around for a few more years for law school. And, right. Uh, I enjoyed every minute of it. That's for sure. Took the but, bar. Took the bar. Smoked passed the it. bar. Yeah. Yep. Passed it on the first go round. Surprisingly. And, I feel uh, the same way about the boards that I had to take. Right. Oh, Jesus Christ, how to do that? But uh, but yeah, after that, I, I moved back down here, and uh, for a few months, I kind of just took a breather, to be honest with you, because it's you know, hell studying for the bar exam. Law school was not a lot of fun. I mean, 
It wasn't. It wasn't. I had a great time, but the schooling part of it was fairly difficult. But yeah, uh, at the end of it, you know, the last couple months, that entire summer after we graduated, I literally did nothing to lock myself in a room and <laughs> yeah. study for the bar. I did the same thing for two and a half months straight. I mean, that is one hundred percent from dawn to dusk. That's all that I did. Mm-hmm. Uh. So once I got done, moved back down here, kind of took a little breather for a couple months, but. Uh, then I started practicing law full time for a small firm in Biloxi called the Petrowski Group. Yep. Actually, my office used to be right across the street from you guys, right here in the Barks Building, for a couple of years. Okay. But um, and it's one of those things, man. You know, I, I feel like, and I still practice law sparingly. I feel like I'm a good attorney, skilled at it. But there's a big difference in being good at something and enjoying it. Yes. And yeah, that's loving a, that, what you do. That's what I'm. Yeah. I, I, that's a big topic, and I like yeah. that. And so let's get into that. Yeah. So what what and was so, it for you? So, you know, it really, it didn't take me long to realize that it wasn't for me. You know, it was pretty early on that I just realized, I know it's a job and nobody, most people, unless you're extremely fortunate, don't love their job. Right. But it was more than that for me. You know, I was starting to realize that it was affecting me, not just when I was, I wasn't just in a bad mood when I was at work. It was all the time, you know, it was affecting me. Bringing work home. Exactly. Bringing home, you know, and I was losing sleep and just, it was stressing me out and I wasn't, you know, just wasn't worth it. So. For a year, a few years, this went on, and uh, finally, I had one of those days. You know, I'd been thinking about making a change, and it was one of those days that the straw that broke the camel's back. I'll say, you know, <laughs> All what right. I mean? And so I had that day, and I said, you "Was know there what? anything that happened specifically?" I you mean, know, your boss it, came in like, "God damn it, John!" No, no, my boss Scott Petrowski was my boss at the time. He, I still do some work for him. Right. Him and I are still very close. And I'm joking, but you I know, I know, somebody I know stole that. your stapler. No, no, I know. <laughs> I know I I know that but I just want to make sure I love that guy he Mm -hmm. did a lot for me we still I got a lot of respect for him we're good buddies but no it was just I don't remember the specific incident because it was several years ago but just the work itself right right and and I was doing a lot of family law at that time and a lot of you know doing litigation and and that's just there are there are certain portions of law that I do enjoy more than others that, that ain't is one not of one of them. Yeah. That ain't one of them, buddy. And, and for people that are listening, man, like uh, he mentioned it, but I want to I want to say it again. Like you got to understand, four years of undergraduate school, mm-hmm. law school at Ole Miss three is three, years, so yeah. that's seven, Oof. and then going into the trenches to study for the bar exam, right? right? right. Getting out and doing it for a couple years, and right. having the self awareness enough to know that, like, right. look, man, that's hard to pump the brakes on. Is that the right word I should uh, yeah, phrase? It, I should say and to it was do tough. that, man. It, that that is you not invest easy. That much time, yes, money. Yes, yes. It took me. It, it took me a while. It, it really did. It took me that. Like I said, that that final day where I just said, you know what, can't do it. Anymore. Shit or get off the pot. You got to mm-hmm, make yeah. a move. You're mm-hmm. not happy. So, uh, really, I, I I went and had lunch with a buddy of mine who actually I think you guys know Brandon Webb. That you know, the guy, the the, the guy. Brandon yeah, Webb. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we'll get him in here. No, he yeah. knows everybody on the freaking. He coast. does. He does. And uh, him and I had lunch, and I told him what was going on, and he, you know, he kind of thought about it for a second. He said, "Man, you don't know this guy. Uh, he's one of my my customers at the bank. He said he owns a business called Sunbelt." And essentially what they do is they help people value their businesses, you know, the, the net worth of their business. Evaluate their business? Value. Yeah. Value. value. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Value okay. their business. Okay. Help them do a valuation on it and then help them uh, market it for sale, negotiate yep. the sale of the business for them, et cetera. Brokers, kind of like for business. It's, it's a business broker. Okay. Exactly what okay. it is. So he said, I know he's looking for somebody. You know, I'll, I'll give him a call if you want him to. And I said, yeah, sure. Just, you know, put my name out there. Well, uh, one of the reasons that I do not regret going to law school and never will is this is a prime example. You know, basically Brandon told me, yeah, I told him about you and I told him you're an attorney. Boom. And that's all. And he was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's an attorney. Yeah, I'll meet with him. Yeah. You know? Right. So, so the next day, mind you, literally we had lunch. This is on a Tuesday, I think, on Wednesday. I had brunch at Venetian Gourmet, delicious restaurant next to Springfield. 
and, uh, yes, that's it, just true. It's, it's, yeah. That's just true. That shawarma gets me, man. Yeah. But uh, we had brunch, him and I, and we just, you know, we had a couple of mimosas and talked a little shop. We got along really well. And he said, well, I'd love to have you come work for me. And so I moved over to doing that for a couple of years. And uh, I enjoyed that. But down here, it's it's kind of frustrating, um, you know, especially now. I, I personally think we haven't made it all the way back from Katrina. I know it's 11 years yeah. later. But we still haven't made it all the way back as far as businesses no, go. Yeah. 12, yeah. How long has it been? Uh, almost oh, 15. Was it 05? Yeah. 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 That's, so 05 to now. Yeah. I'm not good with numbers, but it's close yeah, to 15. That's, I'm not a mathematician or anything. <laughs> yeah, that math sounded right. I, you're like, I told you I did law. So yeah. 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 It's like anyway. the Bible, AD. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. It is. It was oh, Katrina is. after Katrina. That's don't have to explain that to the people around here. I didn't realize it had been that long. But yeah. But anyway, and really, the problem is down here for that type of industry is that there's a lot of people that think their businesses are worth a lot more money than they are is the first. Yeah. No. And, I under, yeah. and I understand that because, you know, you put your, right. your blood, sweat, and yeah. tears into this business. We're going to get you to evaluate us when this is over with. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking 50 <laughs> you, mil. But you might I don't not wanna, like me you know, I'm, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Negative 50 bucks. What an asshole. You're going to owe me 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that's problem number one. And then problem two that I found down here is there's a lot of people that want to own a business and want the the lifestyle that I have right now, which I'm very blessed to have, which allows me to go fishing so much, which we'll get into later. There you yeah. go. Good but, part of uh, that teaser. Keep the there's teaser a lot of people like that it. want that, but there's not a lot of people that have the necessary um, assets to make that happen as far as money for down payment and, right. okay. you know, cash up front, that sort of thing. Cause it really does take a lot up front and uh, you know, a lot of work and the people that do have that money, there are a lot of people down here, but people that do have that, those finances, they don't want to buy a job for themselves because essentially yeah, buying that's a, business, a big that's, statement. That's so what you, buying a business got to go to work every day. Exactly. And you don't just, on you, you know, there well, are well these not if you do it right. Am I, am I wrong? Well, if you do it right, but those are one in a million. Okay. And when they come okay. around, they get snapped up like that. Okay. You know, cause everybody, you don't, you don't know how many people have come to me and said, Hey Josh, you know, I know that you do business brokerage. Now I just do it on the, on the side. Essentially I cherry pick them. Okay. But yeah. I know you do business brokerage. So, you know, I've got some extra money. If you come across a business that's like passive ownership, where I don't have to, I don't have to do a whole lot, yeah, but I yeah. just make some money. I'm like, yeah, sure, man. Yeah, sure, I'll, call you. I'll call you. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna buy it for myself yeah. if I see it. You, you, know? Like, you know, yeah. no one ever asked me for yeah. that. Man. Yeah, yeah. I've, never, I've never heard one. that request before. Yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot, Einstein. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. So that's the big problem there, but you can't. I mean, you can't fault them for asking. Oh no, no, of course not. And that's <laughs> that's the dream. But I'm everybody's sure. looking for that mailbox money. I've heard Jared right. say that term. That mailbox money. Yeah, that's yeah. 100% yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, just come grab your but, money. You know, from your end, I mean, I'm sure you're sitting there like when somebody they, the guy who said that just thinks like he's just being friendly like just call me and let me know and you're sitting there like are you serious dude like right, of course right. everybody's looking for everybody that. wants and i'm like i'm looking to pass on it myself yeah. and give it to you right right yeah, yeah. and the like people that have it aren't letting go of it if it's yeah. why would they get rid of it if it's yeah. just a passive exactly. way to make money exactly. you know right. so so that was a big problem that was a big problem there but uh you know i still enjoy that job a lot and like i said i still do it a little bit on the side but it's essentially you know, when trusted friends and family call me and say, "Hey, I need some help," I'll help them out. Or if it's just a really good business listing, I'll take those. But how does that, how does that work? The business listings. The only uh, I started seeing your name pop up for what I was doing was looking for um, business or um, not businesses, but uh, places to rent for this thing uh, mm -hmm. for the podcast studio. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing your name on really? stuff on okay. Craigslist is where the way the way I was okay. getting at it. But what what how do you legend? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> how do you uh, where does that how does that occur when someone wants to sell a business? So Just, essentially, what we would do in most instances is I would come in and most of the time I would do a valuation for them or really what we were supposed to call them is an 
a broker's opinion of value. Okay. okay. Does the business owner call you for that or you're out there targeting? A little bit of both, but okay. a, a lot of them, most of them really came from them calling us. Okay. You know, Sunbelt has a pretty good system in place. They're, you know, nationwide and they're in Canada as well, company. And so they're, they're pretty well marketed. So okay. most time people will call them, but occasionally I would, you know, just striking up conversation with people, you know, I'm in right. a liquor store or, a, you know, a, at the, the boat sh repair shop or just whatever, whatever. And I meet yeah. the owner and I say, you know, you know, they happen to mention to me, oh, well, you do this. Well, I'm thinking about selling my business. And then it leads. Gotcha. One thing okay. leads to another. So it, they have to be you're going to value it before they sell it. Right. And I, we didn't always that, do that, but most of the time, yeah. and that was the best way to do it. Because really, like I said, most people don't know what their business is. It's work. essentially like an they? appraisal on a home. Right. Correct. Exactly. Essentially. So. What we would try to do then is we would look at their financial records, you know, their tax returns, their profit and loss statements, essentially go back a few years. And what you're trying to find is a number called the seller's discretionary earnings, okay. which is a fancy way of saying the real cash flow of the business. Okay. Basically. That's easier to understand. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're basically taking the profits that you're listing on your tax returns and you're adding in all the things that are technically expenses as far as the IRS is concerned but they're not a real cash expense. Things like depreciation. You right. write off depreciation, right. but you're not writing a check for depreciation to someone. Got you. You see what I mean? Yes. You know, or a lot of people are paying themselves, you know, for their, uh, you know, they're paying their, their car note on their vehicle. That's really their daily driver. Right. 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 You know, right. things like that we would add back because the Mileage. next, because the next guy can correct. decide how he next, wants to deal with that. That's 100% correct, Jared. Cause I'm not as dumb guy, as I look, sir. Hey, no, man. <laughs> I mean, hey, the glasses make you look <laughs> a little bit smarter. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that's the number we're looking for. Then we would do a lot of market research for that particular industry and try to figure out, okay, real numbers in the past 15 years, you know, we had several software things we were subscribed to mm -hmm. over the last 15 years, this type of business has sold for X amount of money times that cash flow number. You know, typically we're looking for that. There's some sort of fact program, a, a multiplier yeah. or something. Right. And typically the things we looked at were revenue and that uh, seller discretionary earnings number. Mm. So that's essentially, you know, a uh, simplified version of how we did those. Okay. And then once we got to that point, put it online was really the best way to market it. I mean, y'all know how everybody goes to Google for everything. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. You know, so Sunbelt will put it online. We put it on bizbuysell.com, you know, 12 or 14 other websites for business sales. That's probably where you've seen my name before popping up if you were looking online. Somehow it was getting kicked over to, to Craigslist has a business for sale yeah, section. Maybe our uh, my uh, my uh, what you, our tech assistant, you know, they're yeah. the ones that are actually right. in charge of putting them online on all these websites, or or something shit. you hosted it on kicks it out there too. Right. But yeah. whatever, n n yeah. you know, never. That's neither whatever, there. Exactly, yeah. but it, it, it's the more exposure, the better, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I forgot where we're at in the actual scheme of that in yeah, your so life. That's it. So essentially in, in my life, so that's, I did that for a couple of years. And then one of my clients, uh, owned a string of vape shops, e-cigarettes, not bait shops. A lot of people think I say bait shops. Vape. Yeah. Cause I fist them, but they're like, Oh, you own a bait shop. Can I get that's some shrimp? Awesome. You know? Yeah. 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 But, uh, vape with a V yeah. Vape with a V. Vape v -A -P -E. Yeah. And uh, honestly, at the time, that was something that I, had, it was relatively new. I mean, mm -hmm. this was a few years ago. Right. Yeah. Relatively new, especially down here. Uh, certainly nothing I ever thought that I would personally be involved in business-wise. But um, he was one of my clients. I was trying to sell the business for him. I had done a full valuation. So I knew what I thought the business was worth. I knew what he was asking for the business. And it was very reasonably priced because there was some risk associated with it. Right. With the FDA, which, you know, we may get into in a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But they knew even back then a few years ago that, uh, 
you know, the FDA was going to be regulating things a little more heavily in the future, and there was a lot of uncertainty surrounding that. So the future was a, was uncertain. The future was right. a little cloudy, and there weren't many people that were willing to take that risk. What year would this have been when you're talking that? So this was 2017, early, okay. early 2017. Okay. I think we closed. I did the closing documents myself. That's part of my another reason. <laughs> yeah. Another reason I won't regret going right? to law school. Save money there. I did save, it myself. I saved some money there. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we we closed in April of 2017, I believe it was. Okay, when I, when I bought it. It's only two years ago, but in the landscape of today, man, that's a millennia. Ago, yeah, we're coming know? up yeah. on three three years in a couple months. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, but it was so, all new. The vape, vape was yeah, and it all was all new. That's what only, he's saying. Yeah, yeah, it was only yeah. a couple years old at that point. You know. And you, you look today across the Mississippi Gulf Coast and you can't turn a corner without seeing They're a vape shop. That was not the case when I okay. bought the place. I mean, there were several of them, but I'd venture to say there are, I'm not venture, I'm 100% confident there are more than twice as many vape shops as there oh, are easy. No doubt. easily today easy. as there were when I bought the place easy. You know, a little less than three years ago. Let me ask you about that. Is this Because is, from the outsider's perspective, mm-hmm. looking, looking in on that, is that because... And we're in 2020 right now, January 2020. We who knows what hell, what the hell is going to happen. Right. But is that because there is a high demand at at the time you're talking about mm-hmm. high demand, relative low regulation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and yeah. it cash flows fairly quickly. I would think those are those are all correct. Okay, new, um, new those are all some correct. new product, right? Too. I mean, at, it, at the it, time uh, now, definitely not because the market is oversaturated. Yeah. Okay, it's oversaturated in my opinion, but. At the time, there weren't many because my my the shop that I bought, Smokescreen, was the first one on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Really, I didn't they know that. The first they opened in Gauche on Gauche Van Cleve Road, which we still have that yeah. shop open, but that was literally the first e-cigarette shop on the entire Gulf Coast. Wow! And wow. I think they started out with about five products. Literally, I think they had one or two little you know devices in mm, like yeah. four flavors. Okay, that was it. Like yeah. they have one shelf behind. I've seen the pictures. There's one shelf behind him. And it's just one guy sitting there. You know? Nice. Hey, <laughs> hey, guys. We're starting. Yeah. yeah, starting. Yeah. So that's how it all started, man. But uh, Kevin Wilson, I'll, I'll name drop I was, him. I was, he's the guy. I was going to ask, but yeah, I didn't know. He's yeah. the guy I bought it from, and I give him one hundred percent of the credit. You know, he did a phenomenal job growing the business mm-hmm. and uh, built it into something really spectacular. And uh, anyway, so Kevin was a, a client of mine. I was trying to sell his business for him, but we weren't getting. A lot of interest because of the risk associated with it and because really people, you know, didn't know, people didn't know what the hell it, it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, people aren't going to buy a business when they don't know what the hell they're selling, you know? Right. And, but I, I was in a position where I obviously knew the ins and outs of the business because I'd been through with a fine, uh, fine tooth comb. The evaluation the financials. Yeah. I had talked to the, the owner numerous times, asked some in-depth questions. So anyway, I, how it actually ended up happening, and I'm sure Kevin wouldn't mind me telling this, and I certainly don't mind, but I had negotiated or was in the process of negotiating a deal for him to sell to another individual who owned a couple of vape shops in the Hattiesburg area. Um, he told me, look, I've already kind of talked to this guy. Here are the preliminary terms we've agreed to. Right. Um, we're going to do some seller financing, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, let's, let's work on it. So I negotiated further for him. We drew it up and right at the last minute ended up falling through. I don't recall why I think the sell the buyer, backed out at the last minute but anyway we got done and i'm just looking at it and i'm i'm thinking man i can't believe he was gonna sell him this people for this price and i said this is a a freaking steal you know so i called kevin a couple of days later obviously i thought about it i talked to my wife because i'm not foolish you gotta talk to that person <laughs> you ask the boss uh, i talked to smart a, you know, man uh, yeah. you know, i talked to a couple of people that i trust and uh so i called kevin and i said look man i know that technically um i work for you you know i'm your agent 
Um, so stop me if this makes you feel uncomfortable, but if we can work out a deal at something similar to those terms, something that ballpark, uh, I'd love to buy this business from you. And, uh, you know, he said, Josh, you know, I, I think that would be great. He said, I've gotten to know you over the past nine months. Him and I kind of become buddies, you know, right. He said, I've come to know you. I know, uh, you know, I know that, you know, business, I know your work ethic. I think you'll do great. And my most, obviously he's like, I want to get paid as number one, but number two is I want to see the business continue to succeed. And there's yeah. no, uh, legal, you mentioned it obviously, but there's no legal conflict of interest there with you haven't already looked at all his books and there, everything. There, there might have been, but we, we signed some several extra waivers. Got and, you. He's saying, Hey, yeah, I, I understand yeah, that right. he's done this yeah, and oh, I yeah. still want to sell oh, yeah. to him. We, right. we put all that in writing. Okay. It was 100% clear that look, you know, this is a, a strange situation, but right. all parties are in agreement. So you can contract to do just about anything. So, yeah. Okay. As long as it's in writing. Right. As long as it's in writing <laughs> and everybody agrees. Everybody agrees. Yeah. You hey, can do capitalism. A lot of things. Yeah, that's right. Right. Baby. I got no problem with it. Thank Free market, you. bro. Free market. So, yeah. So that's how that happened. I ended up buying it, like I said, April 2017. Um, it's been, you know, phenomenal. The business has been doing great. Um, things have slowed here recently just because of, like I said, the competition is part of it. Also, a lot of the negative publicity from all the, uh, the lies that have been getting thrown out there yeah. about people getting killed from vaping yeah. and all this kind of explosions crazy, and stuff all like this that. kind of crazy stuff yeah so. yeah well you know let's let's talk about it yeah, i mean okay. uh so, again people we're going to get into fishing but i think the story is important and that's so, why we're doing this that's why we're talking i don't want to i don't want to get too political on you guys because that's we're going to do that's it. not uh, me well, that's not me stores you have now how many stores you have i have three, you have three different I have one in long now. beach uh one in gulfport on highway 49 and one on go shave and clean all right I'm going to fill mine up while y'all keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. do your thing. Yeah. Keep going. But um, so the real problem here, and this is my personal opinion, I've, I've researched all of this we more value. than the average man. We value it. Yeah. So my <laughs> opinion is what's really going on, and it's not that hard to see, is that um, there's a lot of people, namely the tobacco companies, right? Uh, the pharmaceutical companies who own Chantix and Nicorette, et cetera, other ways other than vaping to quit smoking. And really... Some people won't like me saying this, but the government, because of the Dickie Scruggs deal, the government gets a percentage of all tobacco sales still to this day. So whenever tobacco sales go down, they get less tax dollars. That's all just all about money. That is not so, a, that is not whoa, a whoa, conspiracy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow That's down. <laughs> Slow down. Wait a minute. All about you money. mean to tell me that something might be being skewed in the news because of money? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't believe it. I know it's hard to believe. Turn the cameras off. We're done. We're done with this interview. We're done with this. I know it's hard to believe, but yeah, that's that's my opinion on what's going on. And so there's. There's been a lot of pushback over the last several years, and a lot of it has been disguised under two things is, you know, our kids are vaping, which I am not for children vaping by any means. Even before vaping was regulated at all, at all, my shops didn't sell to anyone under 18. Right. Before there was even an age limit on vaping, before I bought the business, he never sold to anyone under the age of 18. So, uh, that's a great point that I was not aware of. So before, when you bought, when you bought the business, there was not an 18 year old age was, requirement. There was then, but when he first opened the business in there 2013, was there was uh, not, there was not. Wow. It, okay. was, it was so new that it wasn't, they didn't even, FDA wasn't even really aware of it. They weren't regulating it at that point. Okay. Now, do, do all your products contain nicotine? Don't they just have not a product that, that, I mean, you would think that somebody under 18 could sell because they don't have nicotine. Buy. In. You mean buy. I mean, buy, buy, so, buy well, yeah. and now actually they've just recently, uh, about two weeks ago, they, they raised it to 21. It actually yes. is the age now. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so some of our products that we sell, um, we do sell some e-cigarette, I mean, I'm sorry, some e-liquid without any nicotine in it. Just, But 
to even buy the devices now that is all considered a tobacco product yep. by the FDA. Uh, even yep. though there's no tobacco in it, there's no tobacco used deriving the products, it is still considered tobacco by the FDA. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, there's uh, one of the, another one of the things that we want to do on this podcast too is is obviously we're sipping on a little whiskey here. Uh, it, the 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 regulation involved with liquor sales, man, and how that whole industry works, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, we joked a minute ago, and I don't want to make light for anybody that's had you know those stories that are in the news that people have had negative health effects and been hospitalized and even some pass away. That that I don't want to like diminish that. I don't either. But can I address that yes. for a second? Sure, because sure, sure, sure. One of my, one of the big issues I brought up a few minutes ago about the negative publicity is that um, a lot of the news, the big you know, the media was purporting the way that their report is, you know, X amount of people have died in this state in the past month from vaping related illnesses. That's right. a key term, right? Yeah. Vaping related illnesses. But what a lot of them to, to start with, they they finally started to recognize it and started to correct themselves. Now, what they failed to, to actually say was that almost every one of those cases was from illegal THC cartridges that someone had bought Black market, black market stuff and bought. And then just like a, you know, a drug dealer, they'd cut it. So they would buy this pre-filled pod with THC liquid in it. They would suck some of that out and refill it with something to cut it. That was not. So they could make more money. Okay. And what they were refilling it with, a lot of them was vitamin E acetate is what it's called. I'm not a chemist. I have no idea what that is. I have heard that in the news before you just said that. Yeah. Vitamin E acetate. I have no idea what that is, but that apparently if it is put in the vapor form and put into your lungs is extremely poisonous to humans. And that's what was killing people. And so that's not even what they've regulated. They, they have, you know, they haven't regulated the THC at all. I mean, THC was already, it was already illegal. So these yeah. new regulations haven't done anything to address the actual thing that was causing the, the black sickness. market, the black market, yeah. you know, right. products. Cause that's what was causing all the illnesses. But it, it, I just me, wanted to make sure we address that. Absolutely. Just, absolutely. You know. To me, it felt like a knee jerk reaction oh, 100%. to a, to a problem. And like you said, I'm not uh, ignorant to the fact that there are people who are benefiting. If vape sales go down, they benefit financially. Right? right. And if you have, and I'm not money, saying that's the only reason, well, but that, that that's a, a big driving yeah, factor. It, you know, it's not for me. That's not my thing, but as you just saw, I mean, we're sitting here sipping on a little whiskey, right? That's not the most healthy thing in the world either, right? right. If you really break it all down, but I believe that you should have the freedom to do what you want to do with, right as long as it doesn't affect someone else. That, right. that, you know, I think that's a pretty fair-minded. I'm 100% with you, especially when you consider that, you know, numerous, numerous studies, maybe not by the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, they haven't released their studies on it yet, but numerous studies, especially in the UK, because in the United Kingdom, they're way ahead of us as far as cancer prevention and trying to you know knock out smoking essentially right they've been vaping over there for years their cdc is 100 percent. their center for disease disease control is 100 percent behind vaping they push it 100 percent as yeah. a safer alternative this to smoking smoke. cigarettes yeah. it's not good pretty much anything you do for you no that's what but I'm, besides that's what I'm drinking point. water i don't is think bad yeah. for i don't you, think but, I mean, every vice is going to get you some right. but it's but it's Correct. better for Correct. you than smoking traditional tobacco, tobacco yeah. and cigarettes yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the that's the real, I think, thing that can't be forgotten is I'm not saying that this stuff is great for you or healthy. It's for a you, vice. I mean, but shit. it's better for you than smoking a pack of cigarettes yeah. a day. And there's no right. denying that. I mean, that's that's fact. Right. And, and like you mentioned, you're not for young kids. Doing no, this absolutely not. At all. Absolutely not. You're you not know? killing anybody else with you. Correct. Right. And like when you're and breathing your in secondhand smoke, kids in the car, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Vape eliminates most yeah, of that. Problem. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. And that's and I'm right there with Jared is. 
personally on almost all things i think the government should keep their nose out of it for the most part when it comes to individual liberties yeah. Yeah. that's just me yeah though. and we'll have that podcast coming up in a couple <laughs> yeah. of weeks too yeah. no, no shit but you, you, you're right um moving it from in my opinion from 18 to 21 i i'm not a big fan of that either i don't think I, i'm you know I, i'm not a fan of it but at the same time it's the best result that we i could have hoped for as a vape shop owner okay because what they were originally talking about was just banning all flavored e-cigarette sales altogether. why right. flavored because that's what targets the kids because targets they the think that it's targeted oh, at the kids but i mean i so vape, yeah. and i vape nothing but flavored i did not know that yeah yeah absolutely. Oh, okay i didn't know you vaped. yeah well i, did I, didn't, know that. I didn't at first until i started owning the shops and then my girl tried a product that worked for, well. Of course, I mean, how can I? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Sell Everybody stuff? knows you don't get high on your own supply. Frank told us. <laughs> was it Frank in uh, Scarface? Well, I do, I do. Yeah, so, he, oh, he, man, you broke the first fine. rule. Yeah, you know, that's right. That's all good. Anyway, but so did you smoke cigarettes before that? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, so so yeah. you did use it as a transition. Absolutely. Thing. Okay. Yeah, get off I, have, I, I have not literally since the day I got um, my girl set me up, and I was I was real stressed out at the time. You know, I had a lot. I was still had some law work going on at that time when I first bought the business. I was in my truck between all the shops all over the Gulf coast. And I would smoke cigarettes, you know, in the truck on the right. way. And I would come in and my girls that work for me would say, you smell like shit. You, <laughs> Stink, you own, bad, you own everything in the store. Like, let us set you up with a vape. Yeah. Stop smoking. What are smell you like an ash Like what's wrong with you? Right. Yeah. So I was like, all right, yeah, all right, I guess I'll try it. And so I tried it. And literally since that day, I think I've had two or three cigarettes. Like when I was drunk at the bar, right. And every time I'm like, man, let me bum a cigarette, you know, out at the bar, having a few drinks. And every time I take a few hits, I'm like, this tastes like shit. I don't even want yeah. this anymore. I just got lucky. Cigarettes for me, nicotine, tobacco, dipping, chew, none of it. I mm. it disagrees with me, and I yeah. can't. I can't do it. Well, that's so, good. It's just that's luck. Good. That was yeah. luck of the draw. Yeah. Now, bourbon, whiskey. <laughs> that's a different story. Uh, you, Scotch, you talk, yeah, Scotch. You, wanna, you know what I mean? I got <laughs> tequila. I, I've seen you in Mexico a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I've been there, but I don't. Particularly, but anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was there. Back Cab to Cabo, you, Cabo Wabo. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Cabo. It's a it's a beautiful place. If you haven't been, go check it out. Indeed. So, lots, lots of good fish. So yeah. if if I'm if I'm correct. <laughs> We caught zero. <laughs> it's a fishing podcast, too. We caught zero fish in cup. Anyway, well, we if I'm correct, they were not banning tobacco flavored. That's correct. Everything and except for menthol. Tobacco flavored and menthol flavored were the only two that they were talking about leaving. And then um, the vaping community, which is pretty substantial in the United right, States, be, millions yeah. right. and millions of people, you know, millions of people that have quit smoking using this adults, you know. Yeah. And um, they started this internet campaign called we vote we vape or we vape we vote right and started blowing up president trump's make Twitter. it an issue right make, make it, it a voting issue, issue. Yeah. and uh basically what happened is trump got scared that uh he would lose the election so he he backed off a little bit so mm. instead of banning all flavors except for tobacco and menthol they raised it from 18 to 21 okay so, so i see from your perspective from then my it's perspective not that, as a business owner right. i still don't love it i don't love them oh you know adding a new regulation and telling especially because the whole uh, 21 age limit is ridiculous that you can go fight for your country. In yeah, war. I was going to bring that up. But you can't have a you know a beer or you know smoke a cigarette if you want to. You yeah, know, it's weird. I just don't understand that. But what do you think? Uh, how much? How many of you? How many people that come to your store are under 21 actually buy? Uh, a very of small your... percentage. A okay. very small. I would say five um, percent. They had really? they had a girl in the news the other day that they interviewed. I believe it was an Edgewater Mall parking lot. It looked like to me. And she's, uh, I think she's 20 and turns 21 in like six months. But she was complaining on there that now she's in like this weird Limbo. situation yeah. where she's been. And she mentioned that, I think, if I remember right, that she uses vaping to not smoke cigarettes. And yeah. now she's, 
you know, she's kind of caught. It. Right. Yeah. She's got to get somebody else to buy it for, her, which well, is a typical black market thing. Of right. Course. Well, and if there's one thing that we found, it's that prohibition definitely works. Cor- I mean, look, yeah, absolutely. It, it, works. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look at how it yeah. worked without all back in the day. I mean, look at all the, you know, drugs, you know, opioid, all the things they've banned. Right. That's really, that's really doing a great job. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so from but your, yeah, your I, perspective as a business owner, it was kind of like the the better of two evils or something like correct, that for you. Correct. Yeah. For me. So you, exactly. you keep the flavors. You just got to be three years older to buy it. Right. Right. So, you know, as a business owner, it worked out in our favor a little bit. I mean, I guess it's the best realistic uh, thing we could have expected or hoped for, but I still <laughs> yeah. don't love it. Well, yeah. the, for, for the people listening, I promise you we're going to get to Speckle Trout. And if you're still with us, I, I do yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. I didn't know how much Josh would want to go into that whole thing hey, uh, man, or I, not. It's a kind of a hot topic issue, yeah. hot button issue or whatever for for uh, that industry, and he is in that industry, and so we 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 kind of went into that, and I'm glad yeah. we did. Oh, yeah. I'm glad we did. I mean, um, but so bringing it back to you and your life, then mm-hmm. now, now you buy this uh this right. this business from this guy. Yeah, uh, we're so, kind of going back in the past yeah, again. Yeah. So I buy it from him, and um, for the first long while, um, up until fairly recently, actually, I mean, it was it was more time consuming. Um, you know until I really got a, like I have now a really good solid group of managers. That's what's allowed me. People tell me all the time. And I'm sure you've said this to me. All my buddies are like, man, do you ever work? You know, no, well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> a lot of people do. They're kind of halfway joking, but right. it's, it's jealousy. It's jealous. And I do yeah. work and I right. do work, but, uh, it also allows me a lot more free time right now. You know, yeah, now. things are going very smoothly. My managers are terrific and i owe them a uh, ton of gratitude uh-huh christmas you know. bonus yeah absolutely they, <laughs> if you're listening. they deserve it yeah. they deserve it yeah. yeah but um and so because of that you know things have been going smoothly and now since my three managers my really key people and my i have one my business manager who manages one of my locations and also kind of is the overseer of everything she helps with the inventory she's incredible and uh since they've really hit their stride i find that whenever i spend too much time around the business now. I you just start get, I get in the way up. more yeah. than anything. Yeah. Would you leave, please? You. That, well, that's <laughs> right. when you know you got a good team, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then one of the things I noticed too, and I noticed this a while back, is that you know whenever I wasn't around, like if I would go out of town or you know I just I was doing some law work, couldn't be around. I noticed that things would run extremely smoothly, and then when I'd come around, all of a sudden there were all these problems. Yeah. Like, Hey, we need your help with this. And I was yeah. like, well, what do y'all do whenever I'm not here? Oh, we just figure it out. I'm like, okay, so well, why don't we just do we, that? When yeah. you come around, you're more of a, you become a crutch sometimes. You right. Know? Well, because they that's were not always past you or whatever. Right. We can handle it in an email. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's not always the case, but I mean, every now and then that happens. And, uh, but like I said, I got a great team and they give me some, you know, some freedom and it makes me easy in my awesome. mind when I decide to take off a day every now and then to go fishing. So yeah. once you jumped into to this business and you had a lot of logistical work, I'm sure mm-hmm. that you had to figure out, you got your team in place now. Yeah. And then I actually opened a fourth store for a while for about a year. And then I ended up shutting that one down because it just wasn't really, wasn't losing money, but right? it wasn't making me much money and it was a big headache. So I just where, where are your three locations that you have right now? So right now I have one in Long Beach on Pineville Avenue. Okay. Kind of right in the middle of Long Beach got another one uh on highway 49 north highway 49 all like right before you get to o'neill road yes i know exactly what you're talking yep. about okay so i got one there in a shopping center and then the other one is on gauche van cleave road about the original yeah the original it's and about, they're all smoke screens they're all smoke screens it's okay. about halfway between highway 90 and i-10 okay did is. did did getting into that business give you the and, and i'm maybe speaking for you the peace of mind or the fulfillment that you wanted or something you know yeah, what I mean? oh yeah absolutely and i always knew um I always knew in this owning this business last few years has reaffirmed it that uh, I I wanted to work for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a lot of money money aside, whether you're making money or not. I mean, there's a lot to be said about 
having freedom to being do what your you own want. Boss. Being your own yes. boss. You know what I mean? You try not to take advantage of it, although sometimes I'll admit I, I have in the past. I, I might have taken a couple too many days off fishing, but, um, you know, that'll happen. You know, well, but uh, you the boss, hey, hey, that's say, right. That's boss, right. You can but, sink uh, the ship or you can yeah, not, right? But it is, it is incredibly, I mean, I can't explain to you guys. We talked about how I wasn't enjoying practicing law. Right. And I can't explain to you guys how much happier I am, not just when I'm at work. And my wife told me, we've been together for, well, I've been married a little over a year. We've been together for six years or so. And even she told me, she said, I've noticed stress levels every all, day, yeah. you know, even right. on weekends. I mean, it was affecting me all the time. She's right. like, you're just a happier person now all around. That's, yeah. Mental health you know? is a big part. Right. Of and that's sure. to me, you know, in my opinion, there is nothing more important than that because I've done it on both sides. I'm pretty, I'm very happy now. I've got no reason to complain. I was very unhappy with my career for a while. Mm-hmm. I've seen it on both ends of the spectrum. And from this point forward, uh, I'm not going to do anything that makes me miserable. <laughs> for well, you know, dude, that, I mean, that, I mean, you just said a, a huge, like that's a big statement. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, uh, you're younger than me. How, how old are you? 30, 30, 30 I'll be 33 in a few months. Okay. I yeah. mean, to have that kind of self-awareness, man. And like I say, you know, to, to go through what you went through to become an attorney and then figure all that out and mm-hmm. be ballsy enough to go in and make that change, dude. Change gears. If people, you know, people are listening, man. That's that's. Some people have done something like that before and can relate to it, and some people never have made that journey. Yeah, you got to understand what kind of pivot that was for I, him. And I was lucky that that it's it's really worked out well for me. Right. Know? But yeah. it could have. But it wasn't. It, it wasn't poorly. easy. You know, it definitely well, wasn't easy. But yeah. it has worked out well for me. And well, I feel part. A lot of that is hard work, and a lot of that is my, uh, you know skill set if you will whatever you want to call it but some of that was luck and i'm not and you're still using what you didn't completely just yeah like, oh no lawyer, like, you still use a lawyer yeah, stuff and, I, and I still practice law to this yeah, day correct you, know, I still, you, you just kind of kind of kind of uh changed how you use the skill set that you had that's, right that's correct um i mean that's that that's awesome and, and explaining to joey when we were coming over here to do this I was kind of telling them this yeah. this kind of backstory on you and i was like you know to not to understand that you don't like something or, or whatever, however you describe it, mm-hmm. it was not making you happy, it wasn't right, fulfilling right. you, and not chase those dollars, mm-hmm. that carrot on the stick, yeah. and, and and take the risk and pivot the other way, right. that's hard to do, man, it because was, it was big mansions me. and big boats and stuff. There was a lot of sleepless nights, that's right, for sure, buddy. Because, mm-hmm. there, you know, we all probably have been around or know or heard of somebody who's uh they work a shit ton mm. to have the toys that sit in the but, slip but they can't nothing, use them right yeah, and they, they use, use them, them once a year yeah. they got them no oh, yeah they, they got, got them they got them they got that status somewhere. yeah you know, you know yeah. and, and but and whether be like status us poor and happy i'm right there with you so that's what I, i've always I, said i, I mean, think i think that's killer man that's what i've always said believe me i'd love to be you know filthy rich one day but that's not important to me as long as i've got enough money to where I don't have to worry, like stress out about paying my bills yeah. every month, and I can still go fishing and hunting within reason a few times. Like, yeah, uh, I'm happy. Yeah, that's, that's and, that, and that falls back in the into dream. what yeah. Joey said about mental health. I mean, that's becoming a huge topic uh, today <clears throat> in today's society. And I think what you just said falls in line with all that, man. I mean, like chase the dollars if you want to, but no really, burnout. You, you got to know what makes and, you happy. And there's some people that makes that makes happy. You know, I got oh, a, a no few. Doubt. Bu- I got no a few doubt. buddies that no are doubt. that are grinding, live to work, practicing law. I mean, yeah. they're they're working seventy hours a week, nah. and they're they're loving it. Yeah, but, to, but that's to, not me. But hey, to some people, no. the the thing that you like about the way your life is in the hunting and the fishing 
law is that for them? Correct. There are those people. That's one hundred percent. There are those people, yep. and yep. so kudos to them too. Yep. But I think I think that brings us around full circle yeah. now. Yeah. So to jump let's talk in. about let's talk so about for people who don't know how to fish. Yeah. Right? I, that's think, we're I, back I think we're about forty minutes in. Yeah. Uh, if you if you stuck <laughs> with us, baby, here we go. Let's yeah, let's dive into the speckle trout. Is that your so that's my that's my targeted species always game I, of choice. I love to fish for all sorts of things. Triple tail. I thought you know, I, I was alone. I honestly thought, and I was kind of in denial about it. You know what I mean? I was that to me has always been de- and white trout for well, here. I don't you know, know for here for it, us is kind of can be one and the same, yeah, yeah. right? You're going to catch them in some. Well, to to me, and I've kind of switched the way that I think about it. Uh, for me, I've gone from just trying to catch speckled trout to now. Really, when I said speckled trout is my favorite, big speckled trout is my favorite thing to talk Trophy about. Trophy trout. Trophy trout. That's, that's, a, that's what I'm looking for. Okay. For me, I've kind of transitioned into I would rather go out and spend all night wade fishing and catch two 24-inch trout than catch 10, you know, right. 15-inch barrel illegal trout. Yeah. Yeah, or, you know, and that's just the way that I am now. And you're I, doing I, this in Mississippi. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some, somebody who's super ignorant, how do we do that? <laughs> so <laughs> What's the techniques that are different? So I'll tell you. I'll tell you, man, Mississippi, um, we have, in my opinion, maybe the worst trout fishery of any. I mean, really. <laughs> it's close. Well, I mean, if you're comparing it to, to Louisiana, close. right? Well, Louisiana has Louisiana, much Texas, more numbers Florida. than us. I mean, yeah, that's it, what, that's what yeah. Louisiana has much more numbers than us, and every other state besides Louisiana has much bigger trout than us. Like, we essentially have the smallest trout in the nation, mm-hmm. like, you know, basically, yeah. on average. But, I mean, you look at Texas – and there's, you know, 30 inch yeah. fish is no big All deal the to time. them. Here, we might get one, you know, one a year. Right. You know, right. gets caught here. There, they're having 60, 70, 80, 90 a year. Right. It's insane. And uh, really, a big part of the reason I know that, too, and I'm going to plug this real quick, is uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this, The Speckled Truth. We, yeah. We, we yeah. just recently the, reached out to the guy. Yeah. Uh, Chris, right? Yeah, Chris Bush. Yeah. yeah he's, we're yeah. supposed to be meeting up with him at the boat show. And Chris, is down a, with Chris is a great guy, man. I don't know Chris real, real well. I've met him a couple. I actually ran into him wade fishing one time here, and then another time I took him on my boat. We went out to Ship Island, did a little fishing. But Sweet. Uh, a couple of my buddies, Kyle Johnson of uh, Coastal Outfitters, charters uh coastal waters outfitters charters out of point cadet him and uh edward crumb are a couple guys that i trout fish with a pretty good bit i think they're the this crew he's bringing they're with the other two guys yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. the other two guys that now are doing speckled truth but yeah and that's really how i really started because i always kind of knew but they do this thing called the citation program there where they they tag they call it the dirty 30 program yeah. and they sit which is stickers. 30 inches or more they yeah, send the stickers that's cool and they also do the citation which is for i think 27 inches and more and if you look at their numbers every year, there will literally be Mississippi one, one, two, or two, yeah, yeah. Texas seventy four yeah. or something. It's insane, man. J- Joey and I have been talking about like how we're going to move this podcast in in this brand, you know, forward, and we want it to be all about fishing and stuff. And there's a couple other avenues we're going to go into as well, politics and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But uh, when when he when we stumbled upon the speckled truth, and then I guess you were telling me you you spoke to the guy like you just said, and he's going to do the podcast, right? Did he mention Josh to you, or you mentioned Josh to you? How, how did, did no, 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 no? We just knew that, that that they knew each other, right? Okay. Yeah. But but when I found out that they do what you just described, that it's like they send you in the mail or something, well, right? Yeah, you register for the that, program, and I've never caught a third. Oh, you, oh, trout, you do have so to register. Like, yeah, you. If, if, if I'm not mistaken, you register with them on the dirty thirty, whatever it yeah. is, and then if you you catch a fish, you take a picture of it, send right. it in. They send you this. That's a great idea. Trophy oh, gift box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that, it's all you know. It's so not. I wish we'd have thought of that. Is it's I guess a state of Mississippi with a speckled trout on it. Boom. Yeah, it's not for profit. Only. 
Probably you know, like four people in Mississippi own it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> another thing that But they, that makes it better. Yeah. yeah I mean yeah, for Mississippi yeah. shit, you know? And another thing that they promote, which which I've I've been doing really for a long time, but uh another thing they promote is catch and release, especially on the big fish. Mm-hmm. You know, I know yeah, I've, I've got no problem with taking home some trout to eat, believe right. me, I do it too. But, right. But that's the big breeders. Right, exactly. But when you catch a, a twenty six inch trout, you know, yeah. twenty five inch trout, I know a lot of people want to keep it and show off everybody, but you know, take a picture, let that thing go. Man, those are the yeah. ones that Produce all the eggs, yeah. really? Okay. You know? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Eat yeah. some little twelve, fifteen, well, I mean, well, Louisiana, get you, 15s over get you here. the photo, right? Right. Get yeah. the measurements, and you can still get that mounted. Swim. You don't yeah. need the fish, yeah. right? I mean, that's what I do, and I don't, you know, I don't look down on anybody because I still keep trout sometimes, but I only, I'll keep a handful every now and then. I'm kind of a fish knob, guys. I'm not gonna lie. A what Girl, fish, knob? A fish knob? I love it. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't really eat frozen fish too much, even if I catch them. Like I'll keep a three or four for me and my wife to have for dinner for a couple yeah. nights. Eat them fresh off the day. But, and, but also, and well, I, when you're going with the frequency that you're, I was, going I was to, just yeah, about yeah. to say, <laughs> I, I, when you I can afford, shops, right, right, I can right. afford yeah. to be, to be spoiled with it. Cause I, right. I Luckily, I had the opportunity to go fishing so much. Mm. You know, I was just like, oh, I'll catch a couple next week. You know? There you go. We just filled a boat full of mullet and let the speckled trout go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think they taste <laughs> great, man. So, ain't wrong with that. Well, so the, what, the wade fishing thing, I, I commented on your uh, your Instagram the other day. You said, yeah. new year, new whatever, and you had a, had a fish yeah. up. I'm like, it's a new fish, you know, yeah, no matter yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I wade fish a lot um, a few days a week, I would say. Why wade average. fish? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Uh, obviously, it's it's easier. You can you don't have to mess with the boat. Yeah. Okay, you know what I mean. I got there's you. not as much hassle. You know, Cheaper. I do I do have a nice boat, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it's easier. And you know, I, I typically, especially this time of year, from about um, you know early fall until beginning of spring, I, my weight like right now, my I got my fishing poles, my wade tackle box, and my waders in my yeah. truck. I keep them there all the time. Ready to so, go. So you know, if I'm working or something, if I'm out on the road. And I get done at three o'clock. I'm like, maybe I'll just stop. Or, you know, I go to the gym at night. That's what happens a lot. My wife goes to bed early. Uh, she goes to bed at eight o'clock. You know, she goes to watch Netflix. <laughs> she got to work asleep. tomorrow. Yeah, she's got to wake up at <laughs> yeah. six thirty. And uh, she, where does she work? She works uh, at four. God, I don't want to say it wrong. Coastal. She works for Mississippi Gulf Coast, the tourism board. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Board. So they promote yeah. the Gulf Coast. Too. They promote. That's why I brought it. That's Gulf, why I asked. They yeah. promote the Gulf Court Coast, and they try to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, conferences, that yes, sort of thing to yes, come down yeah. here. That's why I asked, because yeah, I, yeah. I was pretty yeah. sure she's promoting kind of like what we're trying to do here, too, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, so, so you keep your gear on you. Keep my gear on me, and uh, I go a lot at night now. But um, another reason that I like to wade fishing, especially since I've transitioned more to looking for my personal best trout, you know, yeah, yeah. is that uh, the wade, hog. you can be you can be uh, a lot more stealthy, you know. Right, no motor. I, I think, that. you know, most people, they pull up with their outboard to a fishing spot for speckled trout you've already ruined the chance yeah, of catching a monster trout. You know, you can still catch trout that way, but you're not going to catch 25, 26 inch trout. If they you heard you pull it. up and they're out, they're, they're gone. gone. They're, yeah, they're gone. So you can be a lot more stealthy that way. Um, I don't know. You can just, I don't know. You get a fit more of a feel for the water. I feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know a big part of it to me. Like I love fishing. I love speckled trout, but the biggest thing to me is just being out there. Yeah. No and doubt. Be, you know, having my legs in the water and like watching the fish jump and seeing looking at birds. the moon, looking at the stars. Yeah, exactly, man. Just being, and I'm the same way with hunting as well. I could be, I could give a shit less if I ever kill a deer or catch a trout. Really, it's a bonus. Don't I love it when I do yeah, it? Right. But, but you're, you're I, I'm some out zen there. Shit. Being exactly. in the moment, you're, being man. In the moment. I can't tell you how much, and my wife will back us up. She knows me better than anybody. How much my mood improves. What you know, she, she's told me before. No bullshit. On times, and I didn't even really notice it. Like I hadn't been fishing in a few. She's like, you need to go fishing or something. You're 
crabby. You know, right. you're, you're in a shitty mood. Right. Like go, all right. go fishing. I think we started. Okay. I think we started the podcast out with uh, it's in your blood, right? Yeah. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's so you you got a family history of. And whenever I was up at Ole Miss for those seven years, man, I missed it too. I'm not yeah. about to. I would yeah. sometimes, you know. I would, skip class and run out to uh sardis lake sardis lake yeah. or you know I'd bring my get you green drought just, just something anything you know yeah. just to be on the water even mm-hmm. though it wasn't the same but it um, sorry freshwater guys it's really it's not we understand you if y'all grew it's up on that that's your thing we get it yeah. but as far as you ask me like how do you do that what do you so there's really and i don't claim to be a trout expert by any means necessary but i do fish for trout more than i don't know 95 percent of people so i like to think i've learned a couple things here's my humble opinion is here we go, guys. The, main, the main things Record. that I'm looking for, yeah, right? Yeah. First and foremost, I'm looking for water movement. Whether right. that I've be heard tied, that. I've heard that. Whether that be tied, and it's not, in my opinion, it doesn't always have to be tied, but tied is the main way you get it. A lot of times wind will, will drive the water as well. You know, if the tide's dead, you get to a place where the wind is right and it's pushing the water, a lot of times that'll push bait. Because you got to always remember, and this goes back to a lot of my main things with trout fishing, is that two things. Trout are predators, apex predators. Number two is that they are opportunistic. And that's really two should be number one. They're opportunistic. Right. They're always going to be looking for any way that they can more easy easily meal. catch easy an meal. easy meal. Yeah. You know, and a lot of ways they do that is by waiting in certain ambush points or the tide or the wind. It sounds like that guy that asked you about the mailbox money business. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you find anything, let me know. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um so that's what you're looking for is ways they can get an easy meal so bars points bars points drop-offs little yeah. things you know any place where they can just sit in a place and be a little bit protected from the water movement and just wait for a bait fish to get swept by and then boom pop out and get them gotcha you know? that's basically what you're looking for so water movement is my my biggest key that i'm always looking for uh, number two the things i'm looking for is typically going to be bait you know, I mean, you can, yeah. you can tip most of not always, you know, sometimes when it's really cold or, you know, for whatever reason, who knows why fish do what they do. The, the bait might be there, but they're not jumping or flipping. That's not normally the case. Usually if there's bait around, you're going to see some mullet yeah. jumping, some pogey tails flipping, yeah. you know, you're going to, or, you know, if you're up in the bayous in the winter, you'll see some shrimp popping or jumping. So bait birds, is, birds diving. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I'm always looking for some sort of bait activity is another big one that I'm looking for. Uh, water clarity is something else. Now I've caught trout, you know, from Louisiana to over this uh-huh. way in, in really dirty water and really clean water. But typically I like somewhere that's kind of in the middle. A lot of people yeah. call it that trout green color, you know, like it's, you've still got a foot or two of visibility, but the water's not crystal clear. Now you can catch trout in crystal clear water, but I like it a little bit hazier. Yeah. Cause especially looking for the bigger fish like I do now. A lot of times I'm really looking for more of a reactionary strike than I am a feeding strike sometimes. Okay. You know, those really, really big gator trout, the big females that are five, six pounds, you know, a lot of times they get really aggressive with like their territory or stuff coming near yeah. them. Right. So a lot of the hits that I get, you know, I work a lure a lot faster than a lot of people when I'm fishing sometimes for those big trout. And so I don't, I personally don't, I haven't asked a trout this, but I, pers- <laughs> I personally hey, think bro. a lot of it is they just get pissed off. Right. This, thing is coming by moving really fast right in front of their face and they just add a reaction strike at it nice. are, you, are so. you mostly artificial i'm 100 artificial okay yeah now i'm not against fishing you know i'm doing other kind of fishing you know uh tuna or snapper fishing of course i use yeah. dead bait or live bait or whatever but when it comes to trout i mean i, I do that for for fun and yeah. the most fun one of the most fun parts of that is 
it's like a chess game. It's like a challenge. Yeah. You know, you want right. to see what kind of artificial they hit. If I just plus I'm too ADD, man. If I just go out there and I'm watching a cork, that's not fun. Uh, no, that ain't that. That's ain't, not that's not fun to me. You know, right. I get bored with that too easily. So I want to see what I can catch them on. You know, what right. colors they're biting, what kind of profile. You know, that sort Th- of thing. there's some videos out there on YouTube um, of guys trying to figure out what bait color works the best and what color water. of water. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, one of the guys, I, I wish I could remember. I don't know if it was, I don't remember who it was. So I'm not gonna say, but they were using you would probably think the brighter bait would work better in the darker water. And he put a GoPro the under the water. Yeah. It's the yeah. opposite. Dark, yeah. It dark was the opposite, water, yeah, which is, sounds counterintuitive. It, it, but, it really does. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's 100% the case. But uh, for me, when the water's really dirty, I do like darker colors when the water's really dirty, but really my favorite color in dirty water is red and white, like a, some sort of mix of like a dark red to give that contrast. A little bit of white is contrast. that what it is? Yes. It's and that's contrast. what he was saying. Like the a dark- Creole, yeah, the dark, well, the dark. Uh, go ahead. And I have no, and I have, I have one of my favorite baits to fish with is a Paul Brown Fat Boy. For the past couple of years, yeah, those are money. That has been my f- absolute favorite trout bait, hands down, year round. A lot of people only fish them in the winter. I fish them year round. Uh, but like when the water's really murky, I like to use it's, you know, the whole body of it is just a dark red, and just the tail is white. Yeah. And then also another one of my favorites is a down south lure, the uh, supermodel. It's called the really long one. They have one called Strawberry Wine, I believe is the color, and it's kind of got they some- They wrote a song about that. Indeed, they did. <laughs> yeah, that, that was about the down south lure. That was lure. The, yeah, about the damn lure. Little, yeah. little known she, fact here you just learned. Little, yeah, little known fact, a little piece of trivia. She was a very <laughs> avid trout fisherman. Yeah. They had to spin yeah, it to good. make it a love song. Yeah, of course, really, of course. You yeah. know how Hollywood does, but yeah. yeah. they got to sell it, but, but yeah, and so that's another one, especially when the water's really murky. Matter of fact, I caught- a few trout and graveline a couple weeks ago when the water was really murky on that strawberry wine. Let me ask you about being, when you're waiting, does that, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, it puts you in the element more, so it's mm-hmm. more fun for you, but does that, that, that cuts out a lot of territory for you, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. It does. I mean, there's only a certain places that you have access to. That's you know, yeah. Your waders, your waders are chest deep. Yeah, and, you've got about three foot, four foot. It's right, yeah. fishing. And then to be honest with you, you know, 90% of the time that I'm weight fishing, I do fish with several of my buddies that I was mentioning earlier. But uh, most of the time, I'm by myself. I don't call anybody. I just, it's a spur of the moment thing. Right. You know, I'm, you know, I think I'm going to hop it and go fishing. Right. And I just go, I'm by myself. And because of that, call me what you want. But uh, I'm out there by myself in the pitch black, in the well, water. On, yeah. In the winter time, the water is 50 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. I usually don't go too deep when I'm by myself, yeah. to be honest. It I wasn't mean, too many years ago that some kid oh, several, drowned. Oh, several right people here. have drowned. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it, it can happen. You get a bunch of water in them waders. You're done. You're I mean, done. Yeah, I mean, well, especially if you panic. I mean, I was yeah. going to say, the only way you could do is to tr- try to remain calm and take yeah. them off, right? Get Unstrap yeah, them and yeah, get yeah, out of yeah, them as yeah, soon yeah, as possible. Yeah. But, I mean, 50 degree water, I mean, oh, yeah. well, panic. Take your breath away. Or mud, right? If you get stuck in mud. I mean, didn't you lose your $200 reel? Yeah. But, yeah, man. So, usually I don't. I don't go too deep, so it even cuts down really even more. Uh, right, the the area, area that you have. But you're still pulling out some decent trout. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, man. Um, and it's hit or miss. Don't get me wrong. I mean, people see you guys see a, a post picture of a trout, and they're like, "Man, this guy kills the trout," and that's true. I catch a lot of trout, but also have a lot of nights where I get skunked or I catch more right. trout. Yeah, right. I mean, that's, I think that's, that's I think that's everybody. That's yeah. well, it doesn't matter what you're doing on social media, right? If, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna yeah. always post the good Show shit. The good stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Of course, and I post every like a couple nights ago. You know, I, I posted a video of me releasing a 
a 30 pound black drum which honestly i would rather not catch those because it's a pain yeah, in the ass God i spent 45 minutes and my <laughs> forearm is all sore and i'm wasting time i could yeah. have been trying to catch trout right. catch that big but, worm infested right, black yeah, drum they're, they're disgusting they stink yeah. you get when you touch them you get slime all over there it's all nobody likes them yeah. nobody likes them yeah but uh you know but i posted a picture of that and it was like the literal that was the only thing i caught that night the only bite i had that night was from that big bastard so mm. They gave yeah. you a little entertainment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If people I mean, that are listening, if they want to check you out on Instagram, what, what's your handle at? Uh, my handle is just my name, at Josh Kovacevic, and it's very hard to spell. I was, so. was going to say, good luck spelling <laughs> yeah, that. Good, I don't good luck. I don't know if he's going to rattle that yeah, off. I'm not, not going to spell yeah. it. So do your uh, due not, diligence I, and I figure it out. Yeah, I don't need to be famous. I don't yeah. care. I don't there care about He's already a legend. That's right. But he does, I'm he a legend does. to Jared Seymour. He said it earlier. That's, that's all I need. I'll that's die all happy. the gratification. Happy, right, yeah. But if you want to, if you want to uh, see some good stuff, man, do your homework. Go find it. Uh, yep. It's he's got yeah. some good stuff on there. Um, I, I'm, pr- I'm 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 impressed. Like I dig it, man. I dig what you're doing. I dig your story. Uh, I know we said it was a it was a speckle trout podcast to begin with, and it took yeah. a little bit to get there. Yeah. yeah. But it's uh it's it's the story to me is, is as important as the fishing part of it. So. Yeah. What uh? So what? What's the plans moving forward with the business? Keep the business you know, on on the track on track. Yeah, well, and we're making gonna, money. We're gonna keep keep things on track and keep making a little money as long as we can. I mean, we still got some changes coming down the pipe with the FDA, I believe, uh, in May actually. Are you doing anything like you mentioned? As uh, you are an attorney, mm-hmm. are you lobbying in any way, shape, or form? I'm really not. Okay. I mean, yeah, they, I there mean, are you don't there, have to, but I mean, you know, yeah. and there there are people that are doing that. Um, the uh, Mississippi Vaping Association and the National Vaping Association have hired big law firms that mm-hmm. are yeah. that are pushing things very very. Are you a hard. part of those associations? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. yeah. I didn't and, even know that uh, existed. So that's that's yeah, that's yeah, good to there know. There definitely. I mean, anything with a lot of people that care about something, there's going to be some interest groups. Right, right, They're right. very active. And uh, just yeah. a quick aside, that, that that's why lobbying is not always a bad thing. That's it, correct. It, it always yeah, depends on where you are on the issue, whether yeah. you think it's good or bad. That's, if you hate vaping, then you think those right. uh, those lobbying agents are terrible. But if you're for it, you know yeah. that's the beauty of our government. I guess. Yeah, that's in, true. In that's, one way, you don't have to like it. Yeah, that's right. Well, you can like some and hate some, yeah, but that, that's, that's what it's for. That's part of America. That's right. Like, that makes a great Love, hate relationship. Right. But keep making money and keep uh, enjoying your free time. Yeah, that's hunting. what I'm going to do for now. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm, uh, I am I want to get something a little more, I don't know, a little more long-term here pretty soon. I don't know quite what that's going to be, but I've been looking around. You mean business-wise? Well, business-wise or just, you know, another job. Just been kind of looking here. Okay. So always something. keeping the feelers out. Because, you know, I, 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 to be honest Not afraid you, to pivot at any point. Absolutely yeah. not. I mean, you've always got to be thinking about the future. You don't want to end up in a, a scenario where you're not prepared for something. And, there you uh, go. Right. You know, and, and really, I think that eventually things are going to uh, change pretty drastically with the vaping industry. Yeah. Okay. You know, so I think eventually that uh, the big guys are going to try to choke us little guys out. So just to be safe. Who, who, um, know, who knows what the uh, national landscape holds too, right? Yeah, For, yeah, that's true. Whether it becomes vaping or THC or what. Yeah, right? who knows? I mean, who knows? So it's all it's all wait and see, but, you know, we'll uh, we'll see. But I've got a lot of free time now, and I've been enjoying the hell out of it, like I said, and that's only because my, my managers are so great, and I've, you know, got everything set up well, so I owe them a lot of credit for that. But I'm starting to get to the point now where I've, I've got a little too much free time right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> too and much I'm, piddling going on. Time to on. think, time to plan. It, right. Exactly. And so I, I'm like, all right, well, you know, maybe I need to need to do a little something else on the side. So I've been looking for something that I'm going to enjoy, you know, and I've got a couple irons on the fire. We won't talk about that publicly. Nope. But, yep. uh, you got to keep the yep. cards right, close got to the a, chest. Right. Got a couple irons on the fire, but uh, we'll see what develops, man. I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited about what the future holds for sure. What is, uh, we got to ask, I got to ask, what is the, uh, the largest trout that you've, that you've caught? Man, well, Say, see, that's saying a, that you hunt for the big ones. What's that's, the largest that's a, one? That's a trick question. The largest one that I've actually 
got to hold and put my hands oh, okay. on. Okay, I was gonna say here in Mississippi. Let here me clarify. in Mississippi, here let me in Mississippi, because you go to Texas was, and do was different. probably yeah. twenty four and a half inches, which is not that spectacular. But unfortunately, I have lost so many monster trails. Um, I'm and my buddies make fun of me for this all the time because I tell them, I say, man, if you want to find big trout and hook one, but not get it all the way in. Bring me fishing with you, because uh, I I have got a knack for losing six pound trout. I mean, it's like it was, it's my job. I mean, I have lost several. I had one. Uh, when them big old juggers come to the top of water, you man, get it's, tough, it's tough. It's tough, and they they they're good at getting off, and they do that head shake. Yeah. I had one about twenty seven inches that I lost literally at the pier. I was pier fishing, believe it or not, one night with this one, and uh, I got set, numerous good looks at him. You know, usually you don't, you don't see many big trout, monster trout like right. that, in the lights. Yeah. Unless you pull them up. In, you know, in the lights, it just doesn't happen very often. If there are near lights, they're on the outside of them, say yeah. in the dark. Ambush. A- ambushing. The big ones just don't come in the lights like that. It's mostly smaller. But this one particular night, I was fishing. I'm not going to say the pier that I was fishing at. But, <laughs> force that. 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 But I'm fishing there, and I'm fishing this light. is one I went to a lot, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, I'm fishing, catching a few little trout, and then all of a sudden, I hear boom it's like a bomb went off yeah. in the water and i thought i said man that's a big bull redfish had to have been i didn't see it at first about two minutes later boom again huge trout biggest trout to this day i've ever laid eyes on in my life in real life this went on for an hour and i am sitting there throwing everything in my tackle box at this thing so he's hitting it but he's not getting hooked. no no hooked. he's not hitting me he's hitting bait fish that are swimming smoking in the, the top okay. of the water he's okay. smoking the top of the water hitting bait fish you know, real bait fish there in the water so I'm going through everything in my tackle box. He won't won't hit it, won't hit it, or she won't hit it, won't hit it. Finally, the last thing I come to, I've got an old rusty, and I mean, the hooks Tenus. won't even, <laughs> the, the hooks won't barely move it so rusty. A, a mirror lure 7M, you know, the one with three hooks in yeah. it. Yeah, it's pink on the top, silver on the sides, and chartreuse on the bottom. Which, by the way, spoiler alert, is my favorite trout color of all time. On on any kind of bait, that's my that's what I use for fat boys on uh, mirror dines. Pink. pink on top, yeah. little silver or, or um, pearl and then a little chartreuse on the bottom they, they call like it texas pink, chicken man. yeah they the like color. that pink yeah that's that's my favorite color Who all time. but uh <laughs> touche sorry keep going keep <laughs> clean keep clean no, yeah. but uh but anyway so i'm in a salmon collared shirt yeah, right? yeah of course <laughs> i don't know where the hell you went with so that So there you go so i throw that out there in the first cast i hook this fish i pull it up and and you know i fight it for a little while and i pull it up to the pier and this pier that i'm at this might narrow it down some but it's it's kind of high a little bit high off the water and it has high rails. So I get I get this trout whooped, and I'm sitting there looking at it. You know, it's about seven or eight feet down, and I said, holy Heart's hell. beating. My, I was like, look at this freaking monster. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was 27, 26, 27, 27 inches probably. I, I have no doubt about that in my mind. I'm sitting there looking at this thing. How the hell am I going to get this up there? Because where I'm at, you can't walk it down yeah. to the land. It's impossible. You just can't do it. So the only option you have is either have a scoop net on a rope, which I did not have, or you flip the dang thing. Awesome. I mean, you got you're trying to flip a seven pound trout, you yeah. know. So I said, "All right, well, here goes nothing." And I flip this thing up, and it's in the air, and it comes off of my damn hook because it's a seven pound. <laughs> it's a seven pound trout hanging off of my hook by its mouth. They got pretty soft mouth. Yeah. And like you said, it literally in slow motion. I see this thing, and it hits the rail in front of me. <laughs> Hit the rail. And it could've... just bounces in the water. And I'm this no. was this was four years ago. You I'm gonna, still not over it. You were gonna release it anyway. I was right, gonna release it anyway, let's but I at least wanted to get a good yeah. look at it. Take a picture. Hold hand, you know? picture yeah. yeah, I wanted to get my hands. Did you on cry? It, you know? I, I almost did, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. I would have cried. <laughs> How long did you sit there before you said anything? Uh, or are you an instant? Did you just cuss I'm and throw your I was your gonna say I, I'm the instant no, that guy. Was a, my, usually, my, usually I am. I lost a five pounder last week out at somewhere, somewhere in Horn Island, somewhere in Horn Island. 
He and, means uh, ship. I lost yeah. it right at the, right at the net. Like literally, I touched it with the net and it shook its head. And it was going. Yeah. That one. That one. I sat there for a minute or two and I was pretty mad. But I, I said a couple curse, curse <laughs> words. But this first one. I was so traumatized. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I left. I left. I was like, I'm done. I'm not fishing here I, I, anymore. I'm done with this. I don't want to see this. I, taking probably, my ball and going Yeah, home. exactly. I probably didn't fish for a week or two after that. I was, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm still in pain over yeah. it. But it was, a fish of a, it was Mississippi, it was a fish of a lifetime. I'll probably, I may never catch another trout. Think about it from again. that fish's perspective, though. He fought you yeah, all he, the way to the end, thought he was about to die. And she, he won. He, she, and, he won. And, he's, and now she or he's either probably dead it, now, but he, you know, it was a lot of time ago. He got the, she got the best of me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so, you know. Win some, you lose It's the something. universe we live in, man. That's why they call it fishing, not catching. <laughs> that's, that's 100% correct. That's 100% correct. Josh, thank you for coming in here oh, today, man. Oh, of course. I've enjoyed the hell out of it, man. This was, this was awesome. Uh, yeah, this I don't just, know, man. This just felt like the three of us having a conversation, which is the way it should be. That's exactly right, man. Uh, we went all over the place. I hope everybody we, we listened. Did. I hope, yeah, I hope everybody could keep up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put the arrows in later. Yeah. I yeah. hope everybody uh, enjoyed it. Uh, we went all over the place, and uh, it was a good time. Thanks yeah. for coming out. Thanks of for course. doing it for us. Yeah, and thanks, until guys. the next one, absolutely. Yeah, yep. it, uh, thank you all for listening, man. Until the next one, uh, stay tuned.